We are proud to partner with MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Students can easily create and manage time for flex blocks, wind time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and so much more. Even my favorite, Synergy Time. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Make flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com BE. This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies EdTech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com BE. That's IXL.com slash B-E. Welcome to Transformative Principle, where I help you stop putting out fires and start leading. I'm your host, Jethro Jones. You can follow me on Twitter at Jethro Jones. I'm launching a new website, transformativeprinciple.com. You can go there to learn about and join the mastermind. And also, you can go there to learn how to get positive press for your school. What's better than you telling your story all the time? Getting other credible third parties to tell your story for you. Go to transformativeprinciple.com. Once again, that's transformativeprinciple.com. Welcome to Transformative Principle. I am excited to have Scott Schutte on the program today. He is a learning executive and coach for over 30 years, and he is also the co-host of the Fabulous Learning Nerds podcast. So, Scott, welcome to Transformative Principle. Jethro, super stoked and excited to be here, my friend. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thanks thanks for coming, and, and welcome to the Transformative Principle podcast. It's, it's good to have you. Thank you. So sometimes I get a fellow podcast host on here and we sometimes like to nerd out a little bit. And so I think we should start first by talking about the Learning Nerds podcast. First, tell us what that is and why you uh, started that podcast. Jethro, thanks so much for talking about that. Man, you know, sometimes, okay, I'm going to back up for just a minute. I think that there are a lot of people out there that are thinking to themselves like, man, wouldn't it be kind of cool to have a podcast to throw out my intellectual capital and try to make the world better? Mm-hmm. And then most people kind of, that's where that conversation kind of ends. I, I had the opportunity to be working with my co-host, Dan Coonrod, and he's an accountability partner of mine. And we were going back and forth about 
how learning is really kind of, oh, business casual, right? So a lot of the, at least the learning podcasts that we're in, hey, everybody, we're going to be really super serious about learning today. And we've got our jeans and tennis shoes on, so that makes it okay. And so we were like, you know, learning should be fun, right? So let's, wouldn't it be cool to go ahead and throw together a podcast and take a completely different approach to it? Let's have fun. Let's be purposeful about having fun. Let's be authentic. Let's be genuine. Let's, uh, let's just have fun with it. And having an accountability partner made that come together for me. So it was one of those, are we going to do this? I don't know. We keep talking about it. Are we going to do this? I don't know. Are you going to do this? And finally, it was like, we're going to do this. And so anybody, my, my challenge to anybody and everybody that's out there that's thinking, hmm, maybe I want to do this, just, just do it. And if you need help to get pushed over the edge, pushed over the cliff, so to speak, find somebody that will do it. If you want to reach out to me, I'm happy, or Jethro, I'm happy to push you over. Because Jethro, you can speak to this. What I've discovered is that less than less than 4% of the people, the thinkers and the doers and the movers and the shakers out that are making a difference in this world or in education and learning, or even beyond that, are putting themselves out there. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to say, put yourself out there. And I guess the last thing I'll say is that my experience, when you're purposeful about what you do and you have a heart for really trying to make this world better with what you're going to put out there, amazing things happen. Jethro, has that been your experience with the transformative principle? Absolutely. So what I'm, what I think is everybody should have a podcast or a blog or something where you are regularly putting out your thoughts. One, it helps clarify what you think and believe. And two, it opens opportunities for you to engage in different kind of conversations. So whether it's a newsletter or a blog or whatever it is, put do something to put yourself out there because the rewards are absolutely worth it. And it, I just I just love it. Yeah, and the people, okay, so a couple things. One, the people you meet, amazing. Mm-hmm. So I, my network was pretty good. Now it's like amazing. I met so many amazing people. And we have a, a real heart for exchange. So every time we get together and we talk about, hey, what, you know, what, what are you working on? Um, how is it relevant for our audience? And then but how can we support what you're doing? At the end of the day, I want to make sure that there's. You're, I'm gonna. They're gonna spend time with us. We're gonna make sure that we support and try to get their intellectual capital out there as well. And that's been great. So that network part is great. The other thing is, I. By being heard, I don't know. Have you had this experience, or have people been seeking you out, Jethro? Yes, not as much as I'd like. I mean, I feel like I have so much more to offer. So, you know, if you've been thinking about seeking me out, then just give me a call. Let's talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, 100%. Look, I mean, there are people looking out there for good stuff. Then you put out great stuff. I mean, listen to some of your episodes. You're professional. You got great stuff. I love what you're doing in your community. I absolutely adore what you're doing for your audience. And I know that they appreciate you. But I will tell you straight up, like, you know, the, the amount of people that are like, hey, I want to connect with you now has grown exponentially. My co-host, Dan Coonrod, actually was contacted and offered a, a way better job because he was on our show. So somebody listened to our show and went, wow, Dan's really smart. Now, they didn't contact me. So they contacted Dan, <laughs> yeah. right? So 
you know, that's wait a minute. No, I'd hate. Listen, I I'm super happy for Dan because it was the right move for him. And then Abby also, um, she she shared out what we were doing, and and they gave her a nice bump in um, pay and responsibilities as well. Like, wow, we had no idea that you were this good at this. Yeah. And so there's you know, so many wonderful. I mean, I could sit here for an hour and talk amazing stories, uh, but I don't want to bore everybody. But I'm telling you straight up. Put yourself out there. Share good stuff with the intent of making this world a little better place. And know you're doing the right thing. Like, I don't need approval from anybody. I know I'm doing the right thing. And great things are going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is, is that we all have genius within us that other people need to hear about. Things that are obvious to us as... Who is it that says that? Obvious to you, amazing to others. That's Derek Severs. Excuse me. I should have known that. So he says it's obvious to you, but everybody else is like, wow, that's amazing. I, I would have never thought like that. It's so incredible that you put that together. And we all have this imposter syndrome that says, no, you can't do that. You're not smart enough or good enough. And, and that's just not the reality. So my, my belief has been for a long time, everybody should do this. And I would say every job that I've gotten since I joined Twitter in 2008 has been because mm-hmm. of my connections through the podcast or social media or whatever, because it really, it does make a huge difference. And that is absolutely the case. By the way, as an aside, I had to explain to someone who I may or may not report to in my day job, what mm-hmm. the imposter syndrome was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, well, if you listen to our podcast, we had an entire episode on it. And, um, Oh, Okay. And it's interesting to me because I feel like that's so prevalent in this pandemic world we live in. Like so many people are working so hard and there's so many great things that are coming from, I feel like a lot of people are waking up. Jeff. I know. Yeah. Yeah. And the world has certainly changed and certainly how we, how we interact with others has changed. And you know, I've been doing uh, coaching with principals for years, and when the pandemic hit, all of my coaching was already online, and so it was very easy. I mean, nothing changed. We just we started talking about COVID nineteen more than we ever had before. Um, we started talking about medical things more than we ever had before, but the support was already there, and people were able to get that support as as they needed it, and when they needed it even more, when other things that were happening before we're not able to be done anymore and it's just really powerful how that how that truly works out now i want to change gears a little bit and talk to you about you are a learning executive which means that you help people and corporations learn is that a fair summary of what that means that is a really great thirty thousand foot summary of, of learning executive yeah yeah so it as a an education focused podcast We have all kinds of ideas and theories about child learning, sure, and development. But we also teach adults how to get better and learn. And we run into struggles with that as well, that some people are resistant to change. Some people are resistant to learning new things. Or I should more clearly say, appear to be resistant when that's not always the case. So what can we learn from someone whose job it is to teach adults about teaching adults? That is a fantastic question. I've always held the belief that adults are just babies in big bodies. 
<laughs> I, I, I really believe that. I know that sounds really weird, and, and it's interesting. I, okay, so I'm going to back up. What kind of struggles are you having with the adult learning um, versus, say, um, you know, younger folk? What, what specifically are, are you looking to solve for? Well, I think that's that's an interesting question in and of itself in that it's it varies place to place. I'll say some of the big themes in education are I have a master's degree in education, so what more do I need to learn, which is more of a mindset issue than a than a learning issue. I've done this before and I know how to do it. Also, I can't how can I learn from you because you're younger or less experienced or whatever than I am? And the big one, which is one of my favorites because I think it's it's so much baloney, is you can't teach me anything because you haven't been fill in whatever position I teach. So, you know, a, a principal will say to a superintendent who's never been a principal, how can you teach us anything because you haven't experienced this? A superintendent will say to a state, well, they won't say it to them, they'll say it behind their back, to a state commissioner of education, how can you teach me to do my job better when you've never been a superintendent. A Spanish teacher will say, how can you teach me to be a better Spanish teacher when you've never taught Spanish? So those are some of the big themes. That's fantastic. I'm really glad you brought that up. You know what's at the root of every one of those examples you gave me? What's that? That's a little word called ego. Ego is at the root of every one of those opportunities you just gave to me. Now, my learning in this space of ego and humility is relatively new. I, I would say about five, six years. Because I, I would say that, yeah, same opportunities, right? Like, who are you? What do you know? How do you prove to me that you're worth it? And my experience has been when I understand the power of ego in any situation, and I come in and I do everything I can to be the opposite of that, which is humble. So listen, we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna not make any excuses, Jeff Brown, right? Here's, here's our objective, right? Our objective is whatever, but in most cases it's to get better. So if our objective is to be better at whatever, toss out all the excuses, we're gonna accept whatever comes into this space safely and we're going to work through that together. So my, my commitment to you is I'm going to share with you what I know. But I also, I really want to know what you have to teach me. And what's been really effective, like um, in the corporate world, a lot of times, if I want to make something happen, I'll put together what's called a pitch deck, right? So here's mm -hmm. a pitch deck, and I'm sure you guys do it too. Here's this thing that I want to do. Whenever I share that out, lately it's been, here's my idea. Can you do me a favor? Will you look at this and poke as many holes in it as you possibly can? Because I want this to be the best representation of this idea ever. If you don't understand this idea, I need you to tell me. If you've got things that you think will make this idea better, I need you to share it with me. Because one of the most beautiful things about being a learning nerd, and I, and I love calling myself that, right, is that we always have an opportunity to learn. As I would sum it up, like every opportunity that we have is an opportunity for learning. Um, mm -hmm. I have a presentation that I need to give this week to folks, and it, that the, one of those opportunities that you just mentioned, who are you and what do you need to be talking about? And 
we've been doing this the same way for decades and now you're going to suggest that this is different man i i thought about it all weekend it came right back to that humility and ego hey what we're doing is great let me share with you what i've learned and let's together try to make it better does that answer your question yeah, well, I mean, that's certainly a start to, to try to figure out how to have those conversations and ha- have that experience mm-hmm. for teachers. And I, I do think that one thing that principals and districts struggle with is not getting that feedback from their staff about ideas that they have coming down the pike and making those decisions without them. And when you do that, then it, it shows that you don't care about their opinion or don't respect their opinion enough to get it. And I think coming in with a humility, a humble approach and saying, I, here's my idea. Is it any good is a great way to start talking about that. And I've seen, as I've done um, trainings with teachers and initiatives with teachers that uh, that really does work. And when you don't do that, then it's really easy for people to say, you have no idea what's going on and you don't care. No, totally agree. One of the, uh, Jack O'Willick who wrote the book, extreme ownership, starts off in by saying one of the biggest responsibilities we have as leaders is to to build and develop relationships Mm. and that's why humility is so important so and by the way i I can't get anything done shoot i can't even start a podcast on my own I, i needed a relationship to do that right yeah and so if i can keep that in mind that i'm only as good as my network and my and the strength of my relationships that grounding really can help right so coming into a new environment or coming into a new opportunity or even an existing environment an existing opportunity where is the state of my relationships and by the way if i if i assume that relationship is good then i'm doing myself a disservice like i vulnerability is so big right so key um i was at a conference a couple weeks ago we spent an entire session talking about the importance of vulnerability in this in new world order that we're all living in and how success is really going to branch off of that. So, hey, listen, ask for 360 feedback. How am I doing? And then be willing to accept that feedback as whatever that feedback is so you can grow and build in your relationships. Well, and that, that vulnerability piece is 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 often assumed to be that if you're vulnerable then you're just showing your weaknesses and i don't think that that's what it really is it's about recognizing that you're not perfect and you don't have everything there and then more importantly is being open to feedback and and allowing people to give their different impression and idea of what it is that you can do better and you know when you take that approach it makes it a lot easier for other people to actually give feedback with compassion and care because mm-hmm. you're opening yourself to it and mm-hmm. intentionally not taking it personally. Exactly. Yeah, and I would I would agree with you. Like, there is power in vulnerability. Like, it's not a weakness at all. Like, that grounding in vulnerability, if I get choked up, it's because it means so much to me, right? Mm-hmm. So the power of vulnerability to be able to say, here I am and here's my junk because you've got some too. But together we can make it better. And I just, those leaders, no matter what circle you're in, those folks that really lean into that moving forward are going to be successful. I I think it's key. Mm-hmm. 
it's it's interesting. So we're recording this podcast in Descript right now, and right. I I just it's a program that podcasters can use and other people can use. It's really a fabulous program. But I'm bringing this up because my daughter is the one who edits the podcast, and she is uh, eager for feedback. Um, she's going to listen to this and get embarrassed that I'm talking about her. So I love you, Callie. Um, but it's what's cool is that she has shown me how to be vulnerable by asking for feedback and then working to to do the podcast better. And also, she has not been afraid to say things to me like, Dad, that episode had so many filler words in it. It was awful. Like, you're saying, like, you know, and... uh way too much and you got to do better. And me like hearing that from my daughter is really making me reflective on whether or not like I need to improve how I talk, which obviously I do because, you know, she'll comment on the filler words in this episode, I'm sure. And as soon as she hears it. I think that's great. By the way, is she available? Because I would love to offload editing my podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I got to tell you, offloading editing your podcast is the next best $300 you can spend because it, it is so takes up so much time and to do it well, it really takes a long time. It's funny because when I first got started, you know, I would record on zoom, which is a great way. Listen, if you want to get started recording your podcast, zoom is fantastic because zoom always works. It always does. It always works. So you get a bunch of people together, great. And I would take that through, ever use Levelator? Yes, that one's Levelator. good too. Yeah, love it, love it, love it, right? So export right out the way, run it through Levelator, everything kind of sounds nice. For the most part, it's great. But when I got serious about it, I'm like, yeah, that thing going to work, right? So I need separate audio tracks. And sometimes my guests come in sounding great. Sometimes they come in sounding like they're in the back of a garbage truck. And you're right. Like even this morning, it um, and we had a good recording on Sunday, but it took me an hour. Mm-hmm. An hour. and you know, off. And so finding again, those podcast people were nerding out. I'm sorry, did I throw? But That's if okay. you could find people to help you, not only offload that, um, but do the things that um, Kelly's doing, which is transcribing, and we'll get into that in a minute. Transcribing using search engine optimization, all the things that. I'm not very good at, you can expand your reach and have a much better product that reaches more people and provides more impact. So uh, lucky you, right? Send me your email yeah. address. I'll, I'll call her. <laughs> okay. I'll let her know. I'm sure she'll appreciate that. So well, it's sure. one of the things that, that I've learned uh, from doing this is that, so I've, you're episode 458. And so I've got, I've got transcripts now of almost all the back podcasts that I used before. And I was writing a, a book. I just finished writing uh, my next book. The title, I think, will be Being and Becoming a Transformative Principle. So awesome. I don't know if that's going to happen or not. But but I brought in all the words that I had transcribed. And it was nearly 2 million words of podcasts to go through that I had to condense down into 60,000 words for my uh, manuscript for my book. And what's amazing is that, one, that's a ton of words. But I just put it all in this Descript system and then export all the words so I had it all in text files. And being able to search through all those episodes was just incredible and so much information. I've had so many amazing guests. I can't possibly thank or credit each of them except by saying, go listen to all of them from the beginning and you'll have a doctorate in educational leadership. 
That's fantastic. I, I, you and I, before the show, we were nerding out a little bit about the script, and so I used, I have used it. I think it's amazing. I used it for, for transcribing. I think it's the best. I think it's the best transcription software out there. Yeah. Um, I, a lot of people use Otter. Nothing against Otter. Otter's really good. But what you can do with Descript, holy smokes! Like, have you deep baked yourself, Jeff Bro? <laughs> Yes, it is amazing. Oh, man. It's great. For those of us that don't know this, with Descript, it will, or do you have to teach it your voice or to learn it? No, yeah, you have to teach it. And so this is what's amazing. So what I can do is I actually, I had to give a presentation and I had kind of a sore throat and I just wasn't feeling great. And I didn't feel like actually reading my presentation, but I had to have it pre-recorded. So I used Descript which can take my voice and create content from typing that sounds pretty similar to me. It's not perfect, but it's pretty darn good. Um, and I, I played that whole thing, that whole presentation. I did it just through Descript by typing it in and I never recorded myself and it sounded, it, it sounded fine. I mean, it sounded like mm-hmm. I was not perfect, but you could blame every little pause or stutter on a poor internet connection and would be it would be totally acceptable, which I just think yeah. was amazing. Yeah, I, I I think that's absolutely amazing and scary. Yes, right? for sure. So in that conference that I was at a few weeks ago, it was the Chief Learning Officer um, conference, the CLO. Um, full disclosure, I'm not a CLO, uh, but <laughs> amazing people there, right? And I can't remember who gave the talk, but it was all about the emergence ethic ethics officers, chief ethics and data officers within large organizations because, man, we're, this is Orwell, man. This mm-hmm. is 1984. I can rewrite with Descript. I could take what I said on your podcast. I could take that recording and I could change it and say, I didn't say that, Jeff Brown. I didn't talk about any of this stuff. And um, with that comes amazing responsibility if you think about it so be, at least we're there are a lot of leaders in the in the world right now who are, right now are thinking about it which i think is great but leaning heavy in on the nerdiness of uh, descript one of the things that i love about it not only do i get great transcripts but i can edit my podcast from that transcript and from an editing perspective Oh my gosh. I mean, to edit from a Word document, essentially, like I've got this Word document in front of me. I'm like, this paragraph, I don't need. It's wordy. It's whatever. We're going to check it out. Versus the old fashioned, which I did this morning, I've got a nice little wave file that I'm going to go into and go, yeah, I got to clean this up. Or where do I, you know, where do I stop? Where's the word so come from? Do I need to? It just takes all of that out. And amazing, absolutely amazing piece of software um yeah and i've only scratched the surface and i'm sure you've done amazing stuff too yeah one of the other things is creating audiograms from each of the podcast episodes and if you follow me on twitter instagram my transformative principle account all that i post on there are the audiograms from this podcast which is taking something that somebody says and putting words on it making it into a video 
And that is all done with this program Descript. And to do that before was a tremendously difficult process. That took forever. And when I started wanting to do it, I was using Final Cut Pro to, to make a nice little picture with graphics and all that. And it was pretty cool. So if you go back pretty far on my Instagram, you can see that I put a few of those up. But they just took a lot of time to do. And these don't take very long. And I've got to correct the the transcription errors and things like that, but it's really not that challenging. And this is where I think it, it comes full circle to our conversation that I had a really good system for my podcast before. I had already done 350 episodes in this old way and it worked. And I had a great editor who was doing a wonderful job um, and his name's Jelko. I love him. He's awesome. And, and he did great work for me. But then his wife got sick and he had to take a break. And I was like, Callie, do you want to learn how to do this? And she was like, yeah, that sounds interesting to me. So she took it on, learned how to do it. I taught her in GarageBand first. And then she, and then I said, let's try Descript and, and give it a shot. And she loves it so much better because she can do faster and better work. And really she can do better work than she was doing before. And no offense, Jelko, but a little bit better than Jelko was doing because she's got the tools at her disposal to know how to do things in a faster amount of time. And oh. and the thing is, is being willing to learn and, and try new things is incredibly valuable. And if I had said, no, I've got the system and it works fine, then that would have been one thing. But thankfully, uh, she was pushing me to try something different and record things a little bit better for her. And it's made so many other things better also that I didn't even think about, which is the really cool part that when you do learn something new, it can make an impact on other areas of your life. Isn't learning great? It is. It. It's <laughs> it, so great. I, I just love it. I love it, man. I, it's just, oh, oh, it, that, that's really, and, and technology is great too. And I, I, I can just imagine just, how fast she can put some stuff together and just like, I don't know if this kind of makes sense or we can just cut this out and yeah. you go back and do it again. Yeah. In a matter of five to 10 minutes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's or, what's amazing. Just, just amazing and, and, and really, really cool. And transcripts are a big deal. And mm -hmm. I know that when um, I first started putting my stuff out there, I was using the transcript that, that came with the, my platform host. Ooh, it was so bad. Like I, I'm like, we're not going to transcript. And <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> now you've really inspired me, Jethro. Like I need to go back and use Descript and, and throw those out because I love your idea of you're right. Like I've got all this intellectual comp, uh, capital that I threw out there, all this content that's out there. Um, and you can transform our conversation into, into a blog post and put it out there because different people want to consume that information differently. Mm -hmm. You can create, like you said, create videos, um, we're doing we're doing videos in, in the for the people that I serve and they, they all want transcripts. They yeah. all want closed caps. And you've got to have a solution for that. If you don't, then you need to figure it out. But it makes our life a whole lot easier. And going back to what I got excited about, it allows more people to engage with learning. And for me, that's what it's all about, man. I'm going to be learning until the day I stop and then I'm not going to be around anymore. Um, and I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to die too. That's good. It's not the end of the world. So it'll be fine. 
<laughs> so well we um, keep telling people like oh go ahead and answer your question i was going to say we uh i tell people all the time like when you make a mistake we're hey we're not saving babies here like if we were saving babies like I, I, we'd have a different conversation but for the most part and those of you who are out saving babies god bless you you're doing a great thing but for the rest of us don't sweat it not a big deal yeah no that's very good so my last question for you, Scott, is what is one thing that a principal can do this week to be a transformative leader like you? That is a fantastic question. It all goes back to your people. One of the things that I hold dear to me is um, Gallup's Core 12. Um, you've heard of Gallup, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you familiar with Gallup's Core 12? Is that the strengths? Yeah, it's part of strengths. It's this. Uh, it's the pyramid of engagement. No, I'm not. Have you talked about that? Okay. So what Gallup did, the Gallup organization, is they took a look at organizations that do really well from a point of view of engagement. Right. Uh, engagement being defined. Let's define engagement. Engagement is this idea that people are going to do their very best because. So if I get high engagement, I'm high on the hog. Right. That life is great. Because my people will self-police themselves. They're going to do the best job that they can because, right? Mm -hmm. And so there are 12 layers uh, based on questions and answers that people get give for engagement. And, um, you know, the, the first two are really basic stuff, which is, do I know what's expected of me at work? Like, either I know it or I don't. And if mm -hmm. expectations are changing all the time, forget engagement right through the bottom. Do you have the tools necessary to meet the needs of the business? And uh, if you don't have that, you're out too. Like, I want to do a good job for you, but I don't have the human or the, or the physical capital to get it done. My favorite part of this, though, and what I'm going to get at, the most important thing, getting back to your people, has someone recognized me for the work that I've done within the past seven days? Wait a minute. Seven days? Yeah. Once a week, recognize your people. Wow, that's a high bar, shooty. Like, there's no way. There's no way. I'm like, at first, you're going to need to be intentional about that. You're going to need to go look for good stuff. And let me tell you, it's easy to find bad stuff. Like, the, you know, we're so good at finding bad stuff. But to find the good stuff takes work. But the great thing about finding good things, Jethro, is it eventually becomes a habit. And then if you make it a habit and you're genuine and you're authentic about it, recognizing your people in a genuine and authentic way once per week will change your world. I mean, I don't know how long it's been since someone said, thank you for this. But I can tell you, when I do something extra and we, I hate to say it, like I, I shouldn't need someone to say thank you, but I kind of expect it. And when I don't get it, I'm kind of, hmm. Or the opposite, like, I didn't expect that I would get the pat on the back for this, but man, I really appreciate it. Like, I'm now going to jump through hoops of flame for you. So it all comes back to your people. Recognize your people. Celebrate their successes. And do so in a way that they like. For the most part, that should be public, but some people aren't into that. But recognize and celebrate success. Do it once a week. If you're not doing it once a week, get on that train give it a shot get good at it yeah that's great i think that's really good advice thank you for sharing that um want to remind everybody to check out the learning nerds podcast wherever podcasts are right yeah it's the fabulous learning nerds don't forget the fabulous Jeff. the fabulous learning nerds and what i'm going to do here now for the podcast is i'm going to 
in honor of your suggestion to thank people, I'm going to thank people for listening to this podcast, but I'm going to do it in the Descript overdub is what it's called voice. So it will be me just typing it out into the computer rather than me actually saying it. And I want you to just see how well you can hear the difference and just see um, how good it is because it is really quite good. So I will add that as a little bonus here after we wrap up. So thanks for being here, Scott. Appreciate it. Jethro, thank you, my friend. As promised, here is my thank you to you, dear listener. Can you believe it? We just passed 1 million downloads of this podcast. How amazing is that? I'm so grateful to you for listening all the way to the end of the podcast and supporting the work. As I mentioned, this is not my real voice, but a computer voice based on recordings that I have made to train the system. It's not perfect, but it is pretty cool. Thanks again for listening to Transformative Principle. Now get out there and be one. Do you want to simplify your school's technology, save teachers time, improve students' performance on state assessments? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com BE. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all of those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out MyFlex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flexible time without all the headaches you get with it usually. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com slash BE.